from the desk below. Welcome back from the desk below. As you guys can see now, I got two gentlemen in front of me right now. They're part of uh, my most favorite super group since Slaughterhouse because I love when different collectives come together and they make some timeless music right here. So without further introductions, I have two thirds of JMO Game, J57, and L Grant. Hey, what's up? How are you guys doing? L Grant, I just, I just want to let you know you look nothing like the voice. I expected something totally different. <laughs> First time I've heard that. Okay. <laughs> so, how you doing today? Good, man. Just chilling. Just uh, hiding out in the epicenter of the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hanging out here in Brooklyn. Okay. So, you guys, uh, gents, are based on the East Coast or the West Coast? All over. Okay. We're all over, baby. Yeah, we're all over. Okay. Vancouver. We're in Vancouver now. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> I hope you get Not that far. Now, uh, I understand, like, some of you guys may not smoke, but we have some of the most finest Canadian loud up here. You, know, you, you definitely do. When we were on tour there, everybody gave us a lot of weed, and it was awesome. I heard that you threw out a bunch of baggies, too, during the Vancouver show. Yeah, you did your research. Yeah, man. Sure. Well, I'm going to ask you guys some very questions. you probably be like, what the fuck? So, yeah. Um, and I noticed, too, like, a lot of people, when they, um, they come across you guys, too, they're probably, like, Oh my God! Where, where's Raz? Where's Raz? But like you know, as a part of like a collective too, you guys each bring something to the table now too. Like J fifty seven, I have to keep looking at the production when I'm looking listening to Walking Up the Lines. I'm like, damn, this is very versatile. And the L Grant, I was like, whoo, my God, I should have been paying attention to this guy a long time ago. But hey, like, the so element of surprise, man. You know, you know, like it's uh, you know, we're 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 blessed to have as Raz is, as a good friend and part of the group. Yeah. Uh, and you know, there's a lot of people, especially the first EP. There was a lot of people that would come to a JMO Gang show, and maybe think they were coming to a Raz show. And then <laughs> be like, "Oh shit, these guys are dope." Now we've established ourselves, and now people are like, "Wow, this is a dope collective. We want to see all three of these guys together." But uh, I, I like surprising people. I, I like um, I like I like when people sleep because uh, you know, there's a, there's I feel like we got a lot to prove, and um, it's it's nice to see people's faces when they. When they see it and they catch it and they go, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like that track, America, America. You did your thin on that. Oh, my God, that's my joy right there. Um, yeah, man. So I understand that you gents have um, a history. You both actually have a history with Fat Beats. Yeah, I mean, I, wor I worked there for six years. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
I mean, Gone, you probably put out mad records that came out on Fat Beats. I did. I, I, I've been an uh, underground curmudgeon for the best, better part of uh, 15 yeah. years, man. <laughs> I had a lot of little vinyls in there and, uh, you know, little little one-offs and stuff like that. And I and I had a single with Fat Beats uh, out with Psycho Less from the Beat Nuts in yeah. my career. Yo, I was an intern. This was I remember in 2004, I was an intern. I remember having to put that record away. And that was like right around the time I met you. Isn't that crazy? Like I didn't know you like like that well yet. I remember like putting your. I was like, I was being like yelled at across the store to go like put the Elgon record away. Like, put that record off. Put it away, Brian. Put the fucking that record. Yeah, Cut Master Kurt. Shout out to Cut Master Kurt. He put that album out, uh, that single out. Actually, that's that's very dope. That's what's up. See, and it's like good to see like you guys kept your relationship too, and like that's why the music comes out so good too. Because I always say I'm like. If the music is coming out this good, they must have had a, a relationship previously to all of this. Absolutely. So yeah, you could speak to that, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like I was saying, I started interning at Fat Beats in uh, September '04, and I think I met Gaunt in October '04. Like oh, my boy Undefined did a beat for him. Um, it was your song with Ill Bill, is that right? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, 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 no. Sorry, it's a different song. Oh, it was a different song? Okay, I got it mixed up. <laughs> I'm like, but, uh, I remember you guys playing the Ill Bill joint. But, uh, yeah, I went up I went up to his studio in Poughkeepsie. Was it Poughkeepsie, yeah. Yeah, all the way upstate. We drove all the way upstate, and I gave El Gant my first beat CD that I've ever handed anybody. I just started making beats in 2003, so I never really, like, gave a beat CD to somebody. You know what I mean? He still has it, yo. He still has that shit. I do. Now, because, like, you guys have, like, a lot of unreleased music, too, but, like, I like how you said you gave him first beat, first beat CD. Have you guys ever went back in the stash and used any of J57's, like, beats from, like, 05? It's like, yo, this was made in 05? Probably, there might be at least one or two of that on the album that are, like, almost that old, maybe. Oh, you really? You never know. After, after he gets a hold of it and then he, like, you know, does his J57 thing, dresses it up, and, and then I'll find out two years later, he'll be like, yo, by the way, that beat was from, uh, you know, 2007. That was that was, that was pre-Obama, that beat. You know, like, <laughs> I'll find out way after the fact. Like, you, you never know with him because he's he's got such an eclectic sound. Like, his, his sound is all over the place. So he, he might have made it one day ago or, 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 or 15 years ago, and he, and he dug it up out of a, a fucking treasure chest that he, that he put to the <laughs> He'd do that, by the way. He would definitely do that. <laughs> Thank you, man. Appreciate you guys. One-eyed oh. Willie, the whole game and shit. <laughs> Now, like I understand too, like there's certain tracks like lighter, like light is up. Like you guys had this track since 2017. So like when I heard that, I was like, wow, that like it must be so hard to hold on to something like that too. But like I can only imagine like you guys be playing this and then you guys' cars. I can't wait till people hear this. How the hell did you know that? Did we write that somewhere? Uh, <laughs> I think you guys said it somewhere. Wow, I don't remember that, but yeah, great, great job. But yeah, like me, yeah, just. I want Gant to speak on this because, like, you know, I, I don't want to be doing all the talking, but, like, yo, I, I remember when we made that song, that was the one that I was like, this is this is the last song on the album, no matter what we do, because it's just, like, that outro shit, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Big yeah, I think, so, be, Jay being the producer of this group, uh, we, we joke around a lot because I, I'm, a, I'm a good, uh, I'm good at arranging stuff. Like, you know, I'll, I'll listen to a song and be like, you know, let's put this hook here, let's, you know, or, you know, even a lot of the concepts I, I, I came up with on the album... But uh, Jay provided such a dope uh, like landscape, and, and then he he was very adamant. He's like, "Look, 
I, I just, you know, no disrespect, but I, I'm gonna line, I'm gonna line these tracks up on this album. I know exactly what to do, and uh, and I, we like, we were like, yeah, man, do this. And like from the beginning, he said, "Lighters Up" needs to go at the end of this, and that and that was that record was all him. You know what I'm saying? Like that was a that that's a great finale to what we were doing. But there were a few songs on that album that we were holding on to for a little bit, and it was very very difficult to not put it out, but we wanted to make sure that if we were to put everything out, it would come out correctly. And we're not just blasting off to, to no one. So there was a whole setup, like even, um, Francis Scott key, like, you know, I, I kind of fought a little while with it. I wanted that song out. Yeah, he did, yeah. When I actually, when he sent me that beat, I wrote my verse in about, it's a, one of the quickest verses I ever wrote. Cause I was angry. And then I wrote the hook and then I sent it to Raz and Raz being so good at that genre of music, he, he went in and like, I wanted that song out. I'm like, fuck the album. Let's put that song out tomorrow. You know, like, uh, but you know, cooler heads prevailed and, and, and we waited on it, but there was a few songs like that. We were Yo. just dying out. Yo, Drive On, man. I remember playing the Ralph of Drive On for Marco Polo in Je no, December, 2015. Oh, wow. Yeah, swear to God. <laughs> I remember going to his crib and playing him that record. He was like, what the fuck is this sound? Like, nobody was doing that shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, and especially 2015, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. We and, and I didn't even touch that shit after. The vocals were done, the beat was done. That beat I made in 2013. And uh, these guys, man, and like nobody was doing what they're doing. Gaunt, Gaunt was doing like quadruple time flows and shit, but then also barring out with like really crazy double entendres and shit. Usually people do one or the other, you know what I mean? And yeah. Especially in boom bap, people don't do that. And then we're coming in hitting with like stadium kind of records, but they're still rooted in boom bap. And then on top of it, we got a legend in the group, Razzcast. You know what I mean? So for me, it was just like drive on record. That was my favorite for a long time, even though it was like one of the earliest ones. Because it was like, I mean, plus like that was just like a standout joint in general, but it was like something so unique. And we kind of captured some lightning in a bottle kind of shit. And then there were songs we had that like the album was done. And then we were like, I think we need another song. Like okay. I, I actually went to go uh, visit Jay and we sat in the studio and I'm like, man, I don't know if this album's like totally, I just don't, I don't feel like it's totally done. It's so dope. And in playing to drive on, he had that outro going oh, yeah. on at the end of the song. And he, and he just, you know, he, he does that a lot on, on records. Like he'll take you on a little journey. And at the end, it's got this crazy cool sound. And I'm like, yo, you know, what'd be dope if you actually I don't know. You're the producer, but maybe like loop the sound and make a track out of it. And he like just went boop 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 boop, and like all of a sudden just dropped some dope drums to it. And I just I wrote my verse right there on the spot. And then we had Runyon Canyon. Like that that was that was one of the last songs on the album actually. And then Jay was the brilliant enough to you know hit Sid from Slipknot up and and wait and surprise us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a later song, but we just knew the album wasn't totally done yet. Like it needed to be complete. Yeah, that was Gone, man. And you know what? Gone actually, like, in a good way, sat over my shoulder and was like, yo, what do you think of this? Like, like, some faster drums. Like, you know, like, do some chops. Like, do this. Like, kind of, like, kind of co-producing and then really, really arranged. Because that was his idea with, um, because Sid originally did the did that bridge. He was, right? It was just like a sung bridge where he sang at the end and that's where I placed him. And then fucking Gone was like, yo, sprinkle a part of that hook. I mean, bridge, really. Throughout the hook, kind of, like, make it something that comes back and forth. So it's like, we all have, like, I mean, and Raz, too. Raz comes in, I mean, he'll lead off the song with a hook sometimes, and the subject matter, but majority of the subject matter has been through Gons, but, um, for the, for the album, but, like, we all bring something different to the table, and it's really, really dope, and at me as the producer, I'm like, my ego's outside the room, I'm not trying to 
be like, hey, it's my way or the highway, no pun intended. But I'm, I'm literally like, yo, whatever you guys want to do, bring it to the table. If I fuck with it, we're going to go with it. And I've never had to be like, I don't like it. That's never happened. And I promise I'd say something if I felt that way. <laughs> you know? Man, you must be one of those producers that's so easy to work with because I understand there is some producers that like it's my way or the highway, like why are you doing it this way? But like that, I feel like you'd be with that with, with, with other people, but being that we're yeah. like so tight, we have a yeah. I feel yeah. like if he's working with somebody, just he's gonna be like, yeah, this is what I do. Yeah, but he knows our we have a great chemistry, you know. Exactly. Oh yeah, incredible chemistry too, and like the way that you guys just explained this to me too, like the piece into this album together, it's like finding pieces to a puzzle too. Like this album was like something like years in the making too. Like, are you guys a big believer in destiny? Yep, absolutely. See, this is what I like about like when artists do interviews too. Like certain albums like this too, when you take your time with it too and hold on to like a certain body of work. And when it's ready, when you guys feel like it's ready, it will come out classic too. Like, but like, people overuse the word classic too. But if you listen to this album, like, you don't skip it. Like, there's a lot of albums right there where people they skip through it too. When you rarely go back to it, I find myself going back to this like one of my favorite movies too. I was like, wow, like, it's just a sound too. Like, I never would have expected like an intro like that too from you guys too. So, how was the piece into this album? Like, like put it everything together because I understand you guys did a EP before this too, like leading up to it in 2017. Yeah. I think the EP for us was more of like, you know, we, we got together, we started making some songs. So like, it's almost like a, like a workout. Like the EP was our jumping jacks. We we're like mm -hmm. kind of just getting started. We're like, all right, you know, and we don't get me wrong. There's some dope, dope tracks on that EP. I'm not, I'm not taking away from it. Like, we were like, check us out. We're three. We're three people together. We're in a group. We're rapping. You know, like, and then like as things progressed and, and we grew closer together as as a crew, that's when we started coming up with like really bigger records and not even trying to be big because if you really listen to that album, there's only like one, one or two tracks there where we're like braggadociously rapping on. Like the, that that album's got a lot of songs that are you know touching different subjects. And that wasn't like an attempt to do that. It's just that Jay's production brought that out where I'm like, man, this makes me feel this way. Therefore, I'm going to make a song about this. And I think that was the transition from the first EP where, you know, like you'll see a lot of bands, like their first EP is like, you know, those motherfuckers were in a garage somewhere and they were, you know, jumping off of their, their mom's couch and shit and playing. <laughs> like that's, that's kind of what we were doing on the first EP. And then we're like, all right, let's like, you know, let's go let's make our dark side of the moon man like let's let's let, let's get let's get in here and like really like kind of make people think and not 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 merely comparing our album to dark you know just a fucking biggest classic ever. <laughs> we want we want to make a uh, you know just a more round like complete album and something that like you said that you can listen to from the beginning to the end yeah like, even like, we, we got a couple tracks that like we we omitted from the album oh, because yeah. We, we realized, and, and not that they're bad tracks, they just did not work with that album. And the one was a real last-minute call where I almost felt bad, and I and I called the, the crew up. I'm like, yo, man, I, I'm like, not to take away from this song, I just don't think it should be on the album. And and he was, he was Jay, I'm pointing to him like, you know what? And he, <laughs> he, he, he was like, yeah, man, like, you're right. Like, let's not put that on the album. And and and, and here we are, you know? I love, yo, and I love that beat. I love that song. But I, I, when Don called me, I was like, yo, it's all about whatever's best for the project. It's not a matter of me being like, oh, but I love that beat. I've been yeah. sitting on that beat since 2013 and da 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 Like, I was like, whatever's best for the project. And you're right. That is be it is best to take that off. You're right. Like, I thought about it. You know what I mean? And, and I'll tell you this. Premier, man. Premier called me when we had the album done. You remember this, guy? 
Yes. Summer 2017, Premier called me and was like, listen, I listened to the whole album. Or the EP, right? It was really 18 songs. We had a, remember that? Like, oh, the, original, album. Yes. the first album. Yeah. Funny. Funny, right? Yeah, we don't even, okay. we never even talked about it. We forgot about this. That's how long it was like, yeah, yeah. out of sight, out of mind kind of shit. I forgot. Like, I remember he called me, summer 2017, and he was like, yeah, listen to the album. It's fire. But there's some songs that are album songs. And there's some songs where you guys just hard raps, hard fucking beats. He's like, I don't know, man. EP? What do you, like, EP those joints? What do you think? Like, something like that. He kind of sparked the idea. And I remember calling Gon, calling Raz, and then we just took it from there. He kind of gave us the little seed of an idea to go and do that. So, you know, shouts to the GOAT, <laughs> obviously. Oh, yeah. I remember him calling. Yeah, he was like, I don't know. He's like, I don't know if this is, because it, it was like 18 songs, and it wasn't a full album. We didn't know if everything was going to make it. But he, it was, some of it ended up being, like, Drive On was in, was in there, and Highway, and a few other joints, and I think Lighter's Up. And, uh, and the whole EP was in there. I think maybe we added one song to the EP. But long story short, that's kind of where we, like, stemmed that idea. You know what I'm saying? And just to hear, like, something like that, too, where you guys are, like, omitting tracks from the album, too. Like, I can only imagine, like, when you guys, like, would listen to it and I was like, okay, it's done. It's done. 11 tracks, it's done. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, when you guys were coming up with, like, the name Walking or Flying, too, where does this come from now, too, like, the Walking or Flying, too? Like, because when, when, when people would see, like, Walking or Flying, I was like, yeah, just listen to it. Yo, God, let me tell it, please. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is great. Yo, we were at Jake Palumbo's studio. It was, like, the day after the EP came out, so it must have been, like, January 2018, and we locked in, us three together in the studio with Jake Palumbo on the boards, like, you know, engineering. It was all my beats, though. And uh, we locked in. We made Belushi and Ackroyd, um, Steven, Walking with Lions, and I believe one other song all in the same session. Yeah. Right? On the spot, we wrote every lyric. Nothing was changed later on. Like, literally, we made those four songs on the spot. And the little snitch skits, too. All of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's the hardest part to do. And I remember sitting there watching Gaunt in the booth, freestyling the hook to Walking with Lions, the song. You freestyled it. I remember you didn't write that one down. He literally got in the booth and just was scatting like fucking melodies and shit, like on some like jazz shit, which was dope. And I was like, "Yo, I love, I love what you were doing." He goes, "Yeah, let me, let me like read, let me like you know do it a little better." He gets back in there, does it again, and he comes out. And I, I started like humming the melody, and then I'm like, "Walking with lions" or some shit like that. And he goes, "I don't even say that." And it was like, <laughs> the funniest shit ever. So it became like, and God, and God was like, "Yo, I'm not even gonna like, I'm not gonna." Yo, we should name the album Walking with Lions and name the song Walking with Lions. I was like, dude, that's genius. That's genius because it, it, like, it's intriguing and it's, it's memorable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because we always say that. We're like, goes are the flying, we flying. Like, nothing like that. But I kept saying flying, lying. And he also goes, Walking with Lions. Yeah, <laughs> like, a, like a Scott Stapp from Crease. Like, we're like, Walking with Lions. <laughs> like, it just kept going. So then that, that was just our joke. But we're like, yo, that's a dope name because, like, that we, we you know, not to. Not to try to attach it to something, but like our full intent with making this group was attaching ourselves to the lions of the industry. Like we wanted, to, we wanted, we wanted to eat with those motherfuckers, man. Like we see, we see these like successful groups, and we're like, yo, why can't we do that? So that like it, it just made a lot of sense. And that's when we were like, all right, not only is this a funny joke, but this should be the the, the, yeah. the title of the album. True, he, he nailed that. He nailed that. <laughs> See, I'm mean, like, see, like, something's like that too. Like, you build inspiration later on too. Like, how you just said that too. Like, even like the creation 
of JMO game too. Like it's kind of like the story you guys just told. Now correct me if I'm wrong, gents. Now too, um, I understand you guys were in the studio, bottle of Jameson's, and then El Grant, and then Raz. They were on their way to Static Selector, and then J57 uh, sent them a file to send, to listen to them in the Uber, and you named it JMO game. And then they're on Static Selector, you know, wilding out and stuff, drunk, Man. and then you know, we're, we just came up and see what are you got drinking? They're like, yo, we got this new JMO game now. <laughs> and then you woke up on the couch and then just start going crazy now, too. So, but like, when you guys were all in the studio together, too, was that the first time you all recorded together? Oh, yeah. I never I never was in the lab with Raz before. I I'm, I know him through Ghana. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's his boy. Like, that was his boy originally. So yeah. That, and, and the that worked was that... Raz happened to be in town, and and I hadn't seen Jay for a, a little while at that point, like you know, because he, he was super busy, and he had just produced a song on Method Man's album, that the the, the, the Purple Tape song with Raekwon and Deck. So they were shooting wow. the video in Brooklyn, and which was cool, you know, cool as shit. Regardless, that like my my friend is produced of this Method Man joint, so Raz is in town. He he's staying with me, and I'm like, yo, let's go to the video shoot. And Raz, you know, Raz is a you know he he. He knows everybody, so he's like, and he likes, and he, and he's like, he likes, he's a social dog, you know, like he goes out there, he's like, hey, let's, let's go talk. <laughs> so he's like, no doubt, we get to the video shoot, I introduce him to Jay, of course, Raz knows every fucking person there, and then, you know, they start talking, and then Jay's like, hey, you know, like, if you guys, you know, if you got any time, like, we should, we should maybe, you know, record a couple joints, we can, we can go to my, my lab and, like, just kind of do our thing, and we, I think, I, I feel like it was the next day, if not very yeah. close, very close. And that's when we went to Jay's, and then the bottle came out. <laughs> and we recorded like three or four joints, and like that, we just knew the chemistry was dope, but we didn't know quite yet because you know, after everyone's together drinking, you get done after you know six hours, and you you may think you have a masterpiece, and then you wake up the next day, and it just sounds like you know sludge. But we got up the next day, and we're like, oh shit, like this is as good as if not better I remember. than <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Wow. So. Um... At what point did the bottle of Jameson come out too? I just have to ask. Okay. Yeah, it was, that was immediate. Yeah, like I was playing beats, right? Like, we're, we're all hanging out, eating food a little bit in my studio, and I'm like, "Yo, I'm gonna play some beats while we're all chilling." And that and that bottle was already getting circulated throughout the whole fucking crew. You know what I mean? Like it was a. I got the big bottle too. It wasn't like that little shit. Like we got. Like I woke up on the couch the next day. I was like getting all these tweets. They're like, "What's this JMO gang I hear about?" I'm like, "I don't know what the fuck you're talking about." I love the name too. Like it just so like the JMO game too. It just stands out too. Like and I love like how you just sent them to find that you guys ended up using that name. Like JMO game. Yo, everything's organic. Everything and like going back to the like destiny thing, man. I mean, look at the album title, look at the fucking name of the group, look at how we all came together. Yeah. It really is the most organic thing I've ever been a part of. I mean, Brown Bag All Stars was obviously very organic too, and how we all became oh, yeah. friends and everything. But this is a little different. This is like technically a super group i hate to use that term but it really is one you know what i mean because we all come from different lanes yeah. and uh, um i don't know you can't really force that shit you know what i mean like people can tell well like even like yeah it's like what you said too you can tell when everyone's in a room together to being forced together to do it. it's like oh, i don't know about that <laughs> right uh, but with you guys too like you guys have your own individual stories like outside like it wasn't like jmo game my start now i'm here like this is that's why you said like you guys are like my new favorite super groups in slaughterhouse now too now i'm gonna ask you guys some individual questions right here now too and then we'll come back to the jmo game um so with you l grant too you have an interesting history now too i understand that used to be a battle rapper i started out i mean that 
especially at the time, that was just kind of how how to get known. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I, I just had, I felt like I had something to prove. But I, I did start out in the battle scene, like because because when I was really young, I actually started out in that you know era where people were battling in the park, like in in, in New York and in on 14th Street in Union Park, with all, all the raucous cats were out there, man, and like everyone was just ciphering. So like, I would come, I would just come from my brother's apartment in Fort Greene and, and take the train and just get in ciphers. And then, uh, and then it turned into, uh, battling. Cause you got it. You, you, at the time you had to come off the top of the head. Like that was, you know, it's not, it's not like battling now where you prepare, uh, you know, a, a five minute thesis and you, you, you get to write, you know, you, you got to start firing off the top. And, uh, I, yeah, I, I got on MTV and ended up doing these battles and, and got a notoriety doing that. But then after that, I, I immediately backed off from it because, uh, I just didn't want to be known as a battle rapper. It just, it just because, and, and nothing, I love battle rap. Like, I love watching it. But at the same time, like, battle rappers a lot of times don't get notoriety for making songs. And I just, I wanted to be a songwriter. And, I'm, and, and when you battle rap, I feel like you also don't use the same part of your brain that you use when you create songs. You're, you're, you're using the mathematical side of your brain instead of the, instead of the you know, cr- the literal side of the brain. So, like, I, I didn't want to be a part of it anymore because, you know, people are calling me up like, I got you know, fucking $500, you meet Slick Willie, Slick Willie Johnson, and, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna, what am I, fucking, the Kimbo Slice, like, I gotta, go get it. <laughs> like, it just, it just wasn't something that I wanted to do, it and, and respect to them cats, but, um, I wanted to write music, but it definitely helped me, like, cut my teeth, and, and, and it, and it gave me a, a, a skill to, like, be able to come off the top, and, you know, and, and just be kind of loose with it, and, and learn how to innovate, and, and just, you know, improv, improv. Well, like, even, like, reviewed, too, like, even, like, wanted to make music, too, instead of just being known for the guy who just battle rap, and it's like, oh, you battle anybody. Um, like, the evolution of Execution 1 and 2, are those still your favorite projects? Yeah, I, definitely. Um, uh, you know what? Yes. Because I feel at the time, it was just, so, it was a, it was, every no, it was a point in my life where, like, um, you know, I was, I was giving an ode to the classics and writing some 90s beats, and just, you know, I just felt like, uh. I was really hungry. I, I'm, not, I'm still as hungry as I was then, but I just ha- I had a lot, a lot to say, and I and I, I like listening to it because I can I can hear the, the tone in my voice, and I'm like, yeah, that's it always that guy always reminds me to be the guy that I am now. Wow! But then so he also reminds me of certain shit to not do, you know. Just <laughs> like, I, I would say yes to a lot of things back then that I would never say yes to now, but I thought I had to. But but yeah, I would definitely say that. Because like there's some uh, instrumentals that are originally used, and then there's some like you were just originally using too. Because like there's some well-known instrumentals on this project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like uh, incarcerated Scarfaces, oh, uh, yeah, and like yeah. uh, there's you know OC Times Up and, and J Rue Come Clean. But yeah, then there was original stuff. It was just a fun. It was just a fun project to do for me. Um, but the other part about that is, is I didn't release a lot of music. Um, I was always kind of just like honing my craft and, and also I was put into a lot of situations where contractually I wasn't allowed to for a while. Mm-hmm. So now, now I feel like it's been, it, it, it's been bottled up and at, at this, you know, later on in my career, it's like, man, I was, I was kind of hushed for a little while with some, with some record company situations and stuff that, uh, so it just, but it allowed me to kind of, now I, I got all my guns full. I'm like, <laughs> I'm ready to go. Okay. Now, like, even, like, hearing stories like that, too, must make me realize, too, like, some of the live gigs that you did, too. Um, I read somewhere, too, that, I mean, so I heard somewhere that uh, you opened for Macaulay Culkin? 
J57 now too. Um, so L Grant now too. Um, shout out to one of the humble legends who actually he gives me a lot of advice too, and he doesn't have to now too. Uh, Chuck Big Tech from Smith and Western. Um, oh yeah. Are we ever gonna hear that unreleased project that you guys have? Ooh, <laughs> knows about it. Yes, you are. Um, I'm gonna tell you something. There's more, more than likely. So I have a I have a not to not to throw a plug in the middle of this question. I have a full length album coming out in the fall. Um, a good amount of it produced actually by J57, uh, and I'm actually, I'm more than likely, I, I got one really great song that I'm gonna, I, I have with Tech that I'm gonna put on that album, um, and, and a very calculated album like like Jamo Gang. I really thought about this, but the other songs, 100, um, 
that that's that album was financed by a dude that kind of got you know no disrespect he got a little confused and and he, he held on to it and you know, he, he kind of treated it like uh, Guns N' Roses' uh, Chinese democracy. You know, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, wanted to hold on to it for, you know, 15 years and, and, and curate it and throw, like, a celloist in. And then, like, uh, <laughs> you know, he's like, you know, this, this, this track three needs four timpanies, like, <laughs> and, and, and not, you know, forgetting the essence of the album. But long story short, the, the, the music does exist and Tech is my homie. And every time I see him, he looks at me like, yo... Where's our album? And I'm like, good question. But I, I have all. It's, it, yes, 100%. It's, a, it's all about timing, too. Like, you want to hold on to something like that, too, to at least at the right time. It's like, instead of what you guys were saying, too, before, like, just throwing it out there. Well, I, well uh, that album, you know, I, I wanted to put out a long time ago. If it just wasn't my choice. I'm holding it on to it now because now I have a platform where people are like, oh, cool, I'm going to listen and I can yeah. fix it. But I did not want to hold on to that album for nearly no. I would pick guy up, and I'm like, and, and I'm, I'll, let me go as far as to say this: that uh, that album would be recorded in some of the craziest studios I've ever been in, and I would question why we were spending so much money recording this album, you know, uh, in, in Diddy Studio, and why Clef's next door, like, and I'm like, man, we could have recorded this at you know any dope, you know, somebody's crit, like we could have gotten it done. Yeah. And, and we could have taken that money and, and used it towards PR. But oh, long story short, it's done, and I'm definitely going to have it out. Okay. I'm on it. I'm on that album. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear that you got some production on that, too. Um, yep. So as we go on to J57 now, too, um, I always like to hear inspirational stories on, like, somebody who gave you your first shot, right? Because we all remember that one person who gave us our first shot. Shout out to Kid Vicious. Got to put that plug in. Um, so, so if you have been like a well-known history now too, because um, you said that you used to give out beat CDs too, and I remember the time at the event uh, in Manhattan that you gave your beat CD to DJ Concept, if I got that straight. So what was like the initial first industry look, quote-unquote industry look that you can remember, Jared? For Bach Red from Nonfiction, January 2004, we recorded a song together at Astoria Soundworks in Astoria, Queens. <laughs> I don't oh, think, wow. like, I remember, that should change my life, bro. Like, he actually picked me up at Fat Beats, and, um, no, no, it must have been too, yeah, 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 he picked me up, at, so it was late 2004, he picked me up at Fat Beats, we went all the way to Astoria, this man fucking did a feature for my old group called TNK, um, it was like a b-boy, graffiti, like, MC kind of crew, and, um, yeah, like, he kind of put me up on game about a lot of shit, too, you know what I'm saying, like, that night when we were all in the studio in, in Astoria, and, like, um, he's still a big homie. Like we just released a song together um, around our birthdays. Mine's February sixth. He's February seventh. We dropped one on his birthday, and um, yeah, like that was the, that's the first person to fuck with me that had like a, any note. You know what I'm saying? Like Notoriety. that I collaborated with, I should say. You know what I mean? Wow. And then I like just to get something like that too. Must be like the few must have went like from like. <laughs> I mean, well, the song, you know what, the song didn't really come out because the group kind of split up that I was in, but he ended up putting it on one of his mixtapes, Yeah. and then it, that mixtape came out in, like, the MySpace era, and it was, like, on MySpace pages, and it was on, like, the Uncle Howie Records uh, forum and shit, which, like, gave us some kind of notoriety really briefly, and uh, that was really cool, can't lie. but, uh, yeah, that was it. Did you go by J57 that time? Nah, I went by J Logic. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so when did the J57 come into play for you? Uh, all right, so we put out the first Brown Bag Project September 
on my goddaughter's birthday, September 15, 2008. Um, I started rhyming in like 98, 99. That's when I came up with J-Logic. So solid 10 years later, somebody wanted to sue me over the name. Somebody who went by like, I think DJ Logic. It was DJ, it wasn't even DJ J-Logic or some shit. I think it was, no, maybe it was. Maybe, no, no, it was DJ J-Logic. That's it. I think he's from the West Coast. Um, he wanted to sue me over the name. And I was already so sick of the name. I felt like it was so contrived, so fucking unoriginal. Everything I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not that, you know what I mean? So I'm like, yo, am I going to fight this guy? Not physically. I mean, like, you, am I going to get it's lawyers hard. involved or a name that I don't think suits me that's very generic? Like, nah, you know what? This is a chance to fucking reinvent myself. So we fucking, this email happened where he wanted to sue me. That shit came out, like, that came to us, like, September 1st or some shit. Okay. And our shit was coming out on the 15th to, an un, like, to no fan base. We had no fucking fans. But we were dropping it on the 15th for whatever reason. And uh, I had to make, I had to come up with a new name, like, real quick. And I couldn't come up with anything. Audible Doctor came up with that name for me. Fun fact. So, J57, you have, um, uh, see, this is what I love about producers now, too. They deserve as much credit as the artist. Now, with that being said now, too, you have, like, one of the most phenomenal intros to one of the most, like, projects to come out the underground, too. Like, because we're living in a renaissance right now, too, where this underground, it's coming back. And I noticed that some of these mainstream people are starting to like look into this and copy of it too. But let's not get into that. With your production skills now too, how did you produce Big L and Half a Mel for West Side Guns, Hitler Wears Hermes too? It's a long story, but um, my the first time ever going to a major label like to take a meeting was uh, I think it was fucking January 2011, and I went with my man Scene. He was getting it was his inter like his uh, meeting. They wanted to like sign him and shit. And he brought me, I was a producer and like kind of manager at the time. And I get it, we walk in there, and again, it's for scene, it's not for me. We walk in, and the dude at the front desk is like, in, in Atlantic, not downstairs, in Atlantic, he goes, he didn't even know who scene was, it was funny. He's like, <laughs> and scene had like an album out with blue and shit, and he didn't know, and he's like, yo, you're J57. And he like flips the computer, he's like, I'm listening to the Brown Bag All Stars year in review, 2000 and fucking whatever. And I'm like, yo, that's bugged out. He goes, take my email, I got some artists I want you to produce. I got, and I got money, blah, blah, blah. I was like, he seemed like a good dude. I'm like, all right, let's keep in touch. And um, he had, he was, he was definitely managing a few people. One of them was Westside Gun, and he had, you know, came back to the late, I came back to Atlantic to play him what I was working on, and he brought up Westside again. He showed me the artwork actually. He had it like printed out for the cover. They didn't have any music recorded yet. Oh, wow. he, he had the cover done, and um, he showed me that shit, and was like, yo, this is the aesthetic. Where he's gonna be the first one to do like the high fashion shit meets street kind of shit, like on this kind of level, not like an ASAP Rocky. Thing. Yeah, you know that. And I was like, damn, that's going to be dope. And so he brought me and Westside to like a lunch a couple of days later and we hit it off. He was really cool. Um, I did the first track for that record that he literally recorded that song first. Nothing was, nothing else was done for it, you know, for that, that joint. And it was really cool to hear him on a slow beat because if you listen to Hitler one, um, he did, he wasn't rapping on slow beats yet. Mine was the first one. So it was like pretty interesting to, I mean, it's, it's just, Backtrack me, it's all there on the internet. You know what I mean? And uh, <laughs> yeah. it was just cool to hear him do that because I made that beat. It's like 74 BPM. I made that shit because I'm a big fan of like trap music and mostly just Southern hip hop and shit like that. Aside from boom bap, 90s, East Coast shit, I'm a fan of all that shit. I love it. You know, so I wanted to infuse both. I wanted to make something that was so aesthetically pleasing that the boot, like the boom bap purists couldn't even hate on it. And that's literally one of those, that was one of those beats from that pack where it was like all the set early 70 BPM kind of beats. Yeah. And I remember he put that one and I was like, I did not see that coming. I thought he was going to take the more like Wu-Tang sounding shit because yeah. the shit he was doing. I even told him like, yo, it reminds me of Wu-Tang, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And yeah, he picked that beat and he, I was like, yo, I think I'm like, that. I'm, like, I'm excited to hear it. And then he sent me the joint and I was like, all right, this is cool. So we just kept in touch and, you know, I'd go to 
meet up with him and shit. Like, he came check me at a couple shows that I was doing over time. And, you know, we're, we definitely worked on other shit. It just never came out. And, you know, that's a homie. Him and Derringer, I go back with them, I guess, yeah, like, fucking maybe seven, eight years and shit. See, and that's what I love about when people believe in people before things, like, pop off, too. Because, like, I can only imagine, like, after, like, when you get into Hitler West Hermes 7, and then people go back and start Hitler West Hermes 2. It's like, dude, you produced the first beat that people hear on that project. Yup. That's, like, the craziest one. Like, that shit blows my mind, too. But you know what? It's supposed to be that way, man. It's supposed to be that way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Destiny. Yeah, exactly. Man. Exactly. Oh don't be sorry. It's okay. Skype is a little bit fucked up today for all of us. Oh man. I uh Except for J fifty seven, we got a good today. And I'll grab two. All right. The only time I ever get a good. Alright, so we'll jump back into the JMO game, Raz, and then we'll cover of JMO game, Raz or John. <laughs> Peace, man. Sorry, everybody, man. Uh, definitely. Uh, I, I, I need to get my tech game up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All good. Hey, it's, uh, so when you guys were coming together for the JMO Gain album, too, like one of my questions for you guys, too, when you guys were coming together with the artwork, too, what was like their, that cover that got sent? It's like, that's the one. That's that's all J uh, Jared Fiorino, man, the artist. He's he did our first cover, and then uh, and, and we let him loose with this cover. He, that, he's he's uh, you know geniuses act that you know they, they have a certain mind, and, and uh, he he just he knew what to do, and uh, so we we didn't even question it. He sent it back, and, and we were like, holy shit, this is this is exactly what we wanted and what we needed, and, and uh, you know we have we have full trust in him, and, and wait to wait to the uh, you know. The, the next album, wait till, wait till you see all the stuff that he's doing that goes along with this, too. It's pretty amazing. Okay. Now, like, I love when, like, collectives collaborate together. Now, Raz, like, you're a part of the Four Horsemen. Man, and we talked about that last time, too, and I understand that you guys are coming back. But one of the questions was, too, did you ever think about a JMO game and Four Horsemen collaboration? Uh, I'm, I'm sure uh, they'd be open to it. It's a lot of rapping stuff. <laughs> I'm actually uh, I'm doing something uh, for a project with JMO Gang and Liquid Crew. And quite a few rappers. Ooh. So, well, it's JMO Liquor, Alcohol, so... It all fits. 57 bodied it. <laughs> he killed it. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Man, like, even, like, when you guys are, like, on a, on a track together, too, like, one of my things, like, I don't drink anymore, too, but, like, if I were to drink, too, most of the things would be, like, man, you guys would be fun as hell to drink with now. Like, so, what's what's the craziest, like, party that you guys went to at JMO game? Oh, my God, where do we begin? Can't reveal these things. It's the, uh, it's the... You know the infinity sign where you're like, it doesn't begin or end. Like it just <laughs> uh, everyone's got their own dynamic when it comes to that. But uh, we we've had some you see. We, yeah, we've had some some wild nights, man. Like, we've had some fun. We've definitely had some fun. Uh, the, <laughs> I gotta say, and, and I, I gotta I gotta just give it a little uh, a tip of the hat to Raz. He kind of just immersed wherever Raz goes. 
he could go to a, 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 a five course dinner in a, a, you know a, some secret castle in France, or he could go to like Larry's rib joint in, in City. Wherever he goes, like he immerses himself. He, he's good. so so. What we do is we find ourselves like you know he'll be like yo. So this is uh, this is Emily. This is this is this is uh, Jack and like and then and then they're they're his best friend and then they show us all the dope things that are going on in that town. Yeah, never oh. fails. We were in a hot yeah. tub, Calgary, like you know, like 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 whatever. Like, uh, where, yeah, <laughs> imagine that. And then whenever, whenever wherever we show up, like I, I remember just off the top, real quick, we went to uh, we played a, a show in Wyoming. <laughs> and we thought it was going to be the worst of our shows and end up being the best of our shows. And Raz gets Raz ends up becoming friends with two like hunters. I don't even know. And they, they were like, "Man, Raz, Raz, yo, these dudes, these handed while we were on the stage, they handed twenty not shots, twenty drinks of Johnny Walker Black." And, put on the stage, and, he, and we're on the stage. He looks at me and goes, "Yo, we can't." Can't drink all this. We start handing them out to the crowd. Uh, he had, like he ends up like you know checking out their awesome. yeah like like that's just that's just rad. So you got if you come along for that journey, you're gonna find. I don't know what you're gonna find. That's the best part about it. Now, yeah. like, because like I understand because like we all said it before, Graz is the veteran of the group now too. So I can only imagine, like, when you guys go as JMO game too, because they probably recognize Raz, like, oh, Raz, Raz, like, it's like the second coming of Christ now, too. But when you guys tell them, like, like your guys' history, too, like, do you guys end up like, oh, I actually do know you? Yeah, man, they always, trust me, there is a, there's always a big part of the click, uh, of the turnout that is only there for 57 or only there for, for El God. <laughs> and they, they're just tolerating the other two of us. That's awesome. Like, they have their fan base, man, and it's awesome to see people support. And, you know, and then they, they like us, but they're like, I'm here for El Gat. El Gat or 57, and that's awesome. That's what it's about. Okay. But if, if, if Raz says, follow me, like, follow me. First of all, <laughs> look at you like what do you like I'm talking in any any town like some I've been I've been in the back of a you know I've walked into like a packed venue before and Raz goes yo follow me and then before I know it <laughs> I'm, ba- I'm backstage like talking to Ice T and you know like like whatever like just 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 follow just, just follow just follow <laughs> See, and like um even with you guys too like coming together now too like you guys have, like, some standout collaborations now, too. Like, I never would have suspected the three of you to, like, collaborate with, like, somebody, like, from Slipknot out of all people. So, like, being from that's an outside genre of hip-hop, now I have to ask all three of you guys now, too, because I'm going to go back and listen to these albums once you name them. What's all three of y'all's favorite Slipknot album? Putting us on the fucking spot. I gotta tell you, man. To, to be honest with you, like I, I, I like their old stuff, and like, but I, I really love this their latest album. Yeah, so, me too. I, I've been listening to, I've been listening to that album a ton. Of, actually, I think it, I think it's a, I'm, I'm supposed to like, you know, uh, every other, every other original album that they made, but I, I love the latest album. And I, I, I can't think of a single, uh, but the video's crazy with the. Untainted. Oh yeah, exactly. We were bumping up. Yo, we went, 
not to cut you off, remember, we, he, uh, Sid brought us to fucking see Slipknot at Jones Beach, like, eight months ago or some shit. Like, those motherfuckers tear it down. Yeah, we went backstage. Like, we've been backstage for a couple of Slipknot shows, man. Uh, they, they, those guys love hip-hop. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. See, like, we would never expect, like, somebody, like, you know, wear masks all day, call them. They have, like, a shit ton of aliens. He's, like, the pig, the Yo, mask. Sid is, like, one of the biggest, like, purest hip-hop fans. I think yeah, any man. of us know. Right, Raz? Like, he, like, yeah. hip-hop. He knows his shit. He's a vinyl collector. He's a he's a crate digger, man. He's he's really awesome. Actually, I want to send him some love, man. He's He's got to go back. He's got uh, going to check on his family, so he's going back um Midwest. Uh, so, shout yeah. out to Sid, man. We love you, brother. Shout out to Sid. Like, that must have been, like, a huge dream to come true, like, to work on a J-Mo game album, knowing that he's a huge hip-hop head. It's like, dude, I'm working on J-Mo game. <laughs> yeah, he's a fan of you guys. Yeah, man, and we, and we, we all know him. Uh, it's so funny that we're all a group of, like, we all have our own, like, friendship with him from different stuff, too. Um yeah. Jay, Jay had a real connection with him, and, and they've, they've done a ton of stuff together. Raz has known him for, for a really long time, and then uh, and then him and I became friends a few years ago, and then him and I went on tour together. Uh, we we did we did a really dope tour um, with it was Bone Thugs and Harmony, uh, Be Real, uh, Scarface, uh, and then and then us. Someone else was there. Oh, uh, Bum B, and. Uh, and it was it was like all throughout Texas and, and and just like to be on it with all those legends and then to be like Sid Sid's DJing and you know and my set like it was a it was crazy man like and Sid was you know this guy's a megastar and and you know the minute I met him he treated me like a, a, a total equal and he does that with he does that with everybody because he yeah. love he loves hip hop and has mad respect man like guys got and then and then he'll go play a stadium about twenty dates in a row like like he just. He's a, he's he's a purist, man, he's, and he's he's one of the best best people I know in this business. Wow, and he's a sheer professional, man. Like that dude, like had had like sprained or broken some shit, and was still jumping on on, on that stage <laughs> at Jones Beach, like killing it, man. Like, yeah, like hundred and twenty percent. Like he is he is a he's a professional. And it's good to hear like that too. Like he takes it so because like if anyone would break the like I can't do it, I can't do it. This guy is so jamming out because he loves the culture for it now too. Now speaking like you guys are a collective now too, and like Raz, I gotta ask now too because we all know like your pen game is crazy now too when it comes to the conspiracy lyrics now too. So I gotta so I, I gotta ask, what's the craziest ex- like conspiracy theory like you guys ever all talked about? Like the, but Raz started the conversation and it just started to, like a seven hour conversation. I don't know. That depends on how much I've been drinking. <laughs> because I heard, like, I heard like some stories too. Like you guys were all in a diner when they have big puffy jackets on now too. And then like you end up talking to like seventy some like seventy old lady. Like oh, it's, it's a pleasure to know you, man. It's a blessing. Uh, I they were very pleasant people. We had a great socio-political conversation that 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 night. It was awesome at a random diner. <laughs> yeah, that was like Mary or like, something oh. like that.
But uh, yeah. there was there was a table of you, you. We were all talking about politics, and you'd see you think you'd see all of us at five in the morning, and we'd be like, "Man, where the motherfucking hoes at?" You know, but like <laughs> we're like, "Good point," you know, like. And, and rather be like, you know, if you look at the Sumerian scripts uh, originally, you can see that the language derived, you know, and we're having this conversation, and these two older ladies are watching us like, and she's like, Grab, she's like, I just want you to know. And Raz sat and just had a 45-minute conversation, like a dis- discourse. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they were awesome. Yeah. It's that, it's that, that, that uh, is refreshing. It makes, it makes me happy to be an American sometimes, but people could just talk and it doesn't have to be, you know, angry. And, you know, even if you agree to disagree, but, you know, the fact that all of us, uh, for one, we weren't in there like rambunctiously acting dumb. We were having an intelligent conversation and the fact that these nice ladies, like, you know, they joined in our conversation. It was very pleasant and it was, you know, it was awesome. Wow. And, like, just to hear, like, you guys ain't looking for hoes at, like, 5 in the morning, so you guys are actually doing something. Oh, oh the hoes came right after us. Build it, they will come. Build it, they will come. I went home with the, with, with the, with the, with the ladies. <laughs> 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 with Edna, Edna and, and, uh, and Gretchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Gretchen. Yeah. I don't know where she is, but shout out to Gretchen. Uh, we see J57 have a little bit of technical difficulties. I see you cutting in and out, though. Oh, yeah, you back now. You lit. Oh, now he's frozen again. Oh, I hope oh, J57 will be connecting gets good now, too. Um, if you can join in whenever you can, just, uh, like I said, I won't take up much of you guys' time. Um, so when you guys were coming together with tracks like Steven now, too, like, that's what hell of a name for a track now, too, but when you actually listen to it now, too, it has a meaning behind it. So, like, what were the inspirations for tracks like Steven? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you pointing at me? Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? It was. It really. It really came down to J- so Jay's production, man. I heard. I heard that piano, and uh, I. I wrote the hook for that. I just heard it, and and we didn't. We didn't write anything yet, and I just. I just said, hey, I got a. I got a cool hook. Are you guys interested in listening to it? And they, they, what they said, of course, like cool. And I was like, yo, let's make this about a school shooting, but at the same time, let's let's kind of make it from different angles, man. Like, like it's not just about like, well, you know, anti-gun or you know, we're just like, no, like, what about the fact that like this kid's fucked? You know, there's, there's a lot of reasons as to why things happen, and we tend to, as a society, we go, well, it's because of this and it's because of that. But life is more complex than that, and that's why I, I kind of started with the hook and then Raz like just jumps off on it like and just goes with it and then and once he did his thing it kind of led me to to my verse because I, I wanted to piggyback off of what he said um so we you know I, I had the concept Raz like just hit it home and and then I just kind of go all right let me let me finish this up yeah yeah that that's exactly how it happened he he just smelt that hook and then laid it immediately and we yeah, done. I that, that piano chord, and I'm like, man, and I I know exactly what I... Why was his name Steven? You just felt Steven was... <laughs> that's just how you felt. Uh, the music said his name would be Steven. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, <laughs> you know, man, maybe I, I was thinking of like... You know, remember how the shows in the 80s and 90s always had that one episode that was serious, the comedies? You know, like like Dudley in the Bicycle Shop? <laughs> 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 there was a lot of like... Like, I was thinking a 
Stephen, who was the, the father in like family ties. I'm like, man, you know, like, I, I don't know. I just, just kind of had the name and I'm like, Stephen. And I, I know a guy named Stephen who, who told me that he goes, yo, I want to tell you that this is my favorite album of the year. But I, I also am very sad that uh, my name is equated with the kid. That I'm like, sorry, Steve. That's the way the cookie crumbles, Stephen. Stephen. It's the way the creative process works. Um, like, I even noticed now, too, like, J57 has a lot of production on this. And, like, J57, um, what made you, like, want to step back from the rapping? Like, I love how you rapped on the premiere track. Like, you didn't pass that up. But I was like, oh, yeah, fuck it. I'm getting on that. <laughs> but, what, but, like, was it hard for you not to rap on some of your old tracks after you hear, like, Raz or, like, L. Grant, like, over, like, the intro? Or, like, uh, rap? No? No, nah, man, easy. That makes me not want to rap. These guys are too good, you know what I mean? No, but, like, all seriousness, <laughs> That's part of it. That's part of it, sure. But like, I don't know. I just wanted to be. I really just wanted to be a producer for this, for this, you know, animal. You know what I mean? I didn't want to. You know, they they offered. I mean, I, mean, I didn't even know Raz that well at the time. And it's like, yo, you're an MC too. You can do all three of us. Like, two persons were open and, and like that was a really awesome vibe to have a legend like himself who became a brother. You know what I mean? Saying that shit early on and got out the gate was saying that too. And they're like, huh, this up. like the first one we did might have been like one of the first ones was a. Uh, Fuck the ball, straight no chase. I remember they're like, "You want to add a verse?" Blah blah. I was like, "I was like, I really don't think I want to. I just want to be like a fan. <laughs> I want to operate like and hear you guys. You know what I'm saying from a production standpoint. That's really even if the beats were old. You know what I'm saying? Even older and already made. I just want to operate like I want to give them what they want, kind of shit. You know, from my mentality of it. That was it. Yeah. Oh, I, I, think, I think it makes his like he he's rapping his ass off, and it's funny because. Uh, uh, King of Chill, shout out to King of Chill, uh, who oh, is a legend. Yeah, and, and uh, I was at uh, Premiere Studio like a couple months ago, and, and King of Chill's there, and he goes, he's like, man, I gotta let you know on that one record, like Jay got you guys on that record. You know, he like he was like <laughs> stuck in the fires, and I'm like, no, like he fucking killed it. But also, it it also kind of makes he that was his choice, but it also makes his verses that much more special. It's like. When you got a band and then all of a sudden, you know, normally there's like the, the rhythm guitarist is singing, all of a sudden the fucking, the, the fucking bassist has that one song that he sings, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you're like, oh shit. Right. That's cool. Yeah, yeah that's dope. Yeah. Like Noel Gallagher and shit and Oasis, you know, like, man, that like, no, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm just, but, but yeah, it makes it more sense. See, like, and like even like you guys have the placement on Razz's Soul on Ice too on the track Ginger Vitus now too. Like, I would love to hear like, when that was recorded now, too, like, was this recorded during the JMO game sessions? Or, like, Raz, you're like, yeah, I want you guys on Solar Nights, too. Like, how did this come about? I love that Ginger Vitus track. Don't have it, uh, thank God. What, Ginger Vitus? Yes, sir. Uh, we were doing it at the same time. God was working on, we multitask. So, um, I knew I wanted the fellas on my album. I was just trying to find the right track. Um, and then, uh, you know, like we all have our solo stuff. So I know 57 wanted me to hop on on um, a Shabam's record. Okay. Like, yeah, whatever. So we, I just, and sometimes I would, I think for me, uh, for Ginger Vitus, I was just trying to find something that was a little different than what we were going to do the, for the album. So I was trying to just find a different way to showcase us uh, sonically. Uh, you know, and, and 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 I think every time I, you know, because God 
ear and what what he may pick for El Gant project might be a little different than you know what we would pick for a JMO record. I think same thing for myself, and I think same thing for Fifty Seven. So it was just another way to showcase, you know, my crew. For me. <laughs> and like even like with like you have and like being at your stride and at your prime now too because like the last two records that you released out too were Soul on Ice now there's JMO getting record now too like it just feels like like it shows like this is your time to shine and you're actually getting the recognition that you well deserve now too because I understand like you had some label things going on in the mid 2000s like you know with the Golden Child record and stuff like that too but like to hear you guys on a DJ Premier record on a JMO Gain album like come full circle for the ones to hear that's not leaked no that's wonderful now I gotta ask now too do you guys play a lot of unreleased music to each other? oh yeah like just privately between you three yeah, I literally just like I'm not gonna say but I just hit up Raz at 5 a.m. this morning. Remember Raz? I was like, "Yo, by the way, that new shit you sent me is fire." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not gonna say <laughs> but like, that's real shit. Like, we, we're brothers. You know what I mean? Like, we send each other shit. We're on each other shit. Um, so yeah, I would say so. And in the car, like we're all driving together when we were going to Jones Beach. Remember when we went to the Slipknot yeah. show? Played us Stolen Ice too. He played us the album way before, like before it came out, and. We were all like, dude, this is exactly what you need to do for this album. Exactly. I remember being just a grown man in rap, you know what I mean? So. We're also really respective of each other's crafts and time. So if we send each other a record, it's, it's not like a, you got to do this. But at the same time, if, if, if we send something like, hey, can you jump on this? It's usually never a question. It's like, there's a reason behind it. It's like, okay, you know, we're not doing this for, uh, you know, Basement Billy's mixtape where it's like, yo, this is <laughs> you know, something. So can you jump on it? No, and then, and then the turnaround time, you know, we get it, we get it done. So like, yeah. So if we send something to each other, we're like, can you do this? We go, yeah, cool, done. Okay. Now, see, like, I love how like we're in a game now too, where physical and merchandise too is making a huge comeback, especially vinyl now too. Like, I love the Soul on Ice two books, guys. I love them now too. Like, have you guys ever thought about doing something like? For a collector's item for a JMO Gain album, or that's common, and you just don't want to announce it yet. I, I would, I, I would love to. I mean, that would that'd be amazing. Like a Jam- Jameson bottle of JMO Gain, like I wouldn't even drink I it. Have, I, 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 we have an idea. We just got to figure out how to execute it. But I have an idea that I'd like to try. Um, yeah, yeah. It, I think. With that title alone, you know, with our name alone, uh, there's so many cool ways to, to kind of box set that up. So, yeah, uh, you know, we still got a ways to go. Um, we, we only have like <laughs> a free P and two albums, so we, we may need a couple more before we have a box set. <laughs> <laughs> I want one of them, like, back in the day, you'd buy the, you, you know, certain bands would have like a, uh, the, the, the two vinyls and you open up and then be a little magazine in the oh, middle yeah. and shit. Uh, yeah, I want my, 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 my Kiss Alive 2 or whatever, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know <what> now, <laughs> being that you're all fans of one another too, have you guys like brought physical merch? Like say Raz brought a J57 or Brown Bank Money record or you guys brought him like um, like a Raz a Kaz Nation CD and you guys just signed it for the love of it? 
I need to do more of that. Me personally, I need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I buy all my friends' stuff. Uh, I, I, I wear merch, but I, I don't. I'm so oblivious of it. Like, I just wear what I like. Yeah. I wear my, uh, I wear my, I have a my own specially made, custom made JMO shirt. It's blue and white. So <laughs> I am known to rock, you know, that, you know, but, but definitely like I'm, I'm in full support of everything that they do. And, uh, that's part of being cognizant about marketing. So for me, I need to get more cognizant about that. I, I've had like, even with, with these guys, like, uh, First of all, I got a I got a box full of Razzcast stuff in, in my at my house. So <laughs> I got a couple of shirts I want to pull out. I, you know, I got I'm like, oh, this T-shirt's dope. You know, like you got like a Nature of the Threat sh- shirt that's dope. But you know, I'm like, oh, this what's this? A large dope. I'm gonna wear this. But uh, <laughs> it's a it's a it's a funny story. Although it wasn't really funny at the time because I I had we had I had a great week. Raz was in town. We're hanging out, and Raz was pu- and I'm not gonna name the project, but Raz was pushing a project. He was here doing radio. So if we were like, yo, it's been a great week, blah, 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 blah. But unbeknownst to me, like, there was a lot of background bullshit going on with this particular project. So I'm like, yo, can you? I'm like, sign this, sign this one, man. We'll memorialize this week. And he just, instead of signing his name, he goes, boo. <laughs> <laughs> I still got it. And every time I look at it, I crack up. It's just, literally, it just says, boo. <laughs> so yeah, I got something to sign from Raz. <laughs> all right all right i do remember that now yeah, it was funny <laughs> i meant it at the time like, <laughs> oh yo it's been a great week the sign is boo it wasn't boo to you it was boo to me no i know i know i know <laughs> See, that's what I love. Like, you guys don't hold back on being yourself now, too. Because, like, once, like, I noticed, like, how some people, like, they'll get, like, a little bit of notoriety and then they'll fucking change. Like, the whole everything will change now, too. But, like, you guys are the same. Like, no matter what, even in your interviews and outside of your music now, too. Like, you guys are, we're all human beings at the end of the day, too. Like, that's what a lot of people, they don't realize about, like, the entertainment industry. I don't think we're fucking aliens or something like that, too. Like, yeah, well, you guys are aliens with the bars and the lyrics. I'll give you guys that, too. But at the end of the day, we're all human. Yeah, after working yeah. your ass off for this long, you got you got to be grateful for every moment, man, and 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 and, and remember w- remember where you were and why you're where you're at. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't know. It's different now. And um, like this is what I love too, too. Like Graz, like I noticed, like you've been getting like a lot more personal within your lyrics now too. Like even though within the Soul on Ice and like um, within the JMO game now too. Like even in with the shits, like. I never would have expected to hear like that kind of chorus on a Raz Kaz album too, or like you saying like my ex talks shit online, looking like break it down like Tyrese. It's like, man, like he's like, I would love to hear like a like a very personal Raz Kaz album like produced by J Fifty Seven and like skits by El Grant on it too, because like <laughs> I believe like now is the time like because you you have a story to tell now too, and you have a story that's like you know like it's never really been told. Now, who else better to tell it than the man himself through his music? I, that's a great pitch. I, um... <laughs> wait, can I, can I pitch who I'm going to be in these skits? Be, <laughs> oh, yeah, please. It's going 
going to be based on Charles Dickens. I'm going to be the ghost of, of Radcast's future. That's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Jacob Donnelly. I never know what happens in the future. I've literally, like, I'm bored and then, um, for Radcast's project. You will be visited by three dead rappers. <laughs> Perspective. I should have said you've been featured on the album now. To my bad, but take away the schedule. Get your nice hot 16. That might become a project. <laughs> you already got a Christmas album. Like, you might as well do this, man. Like, <laughs> Wow. Man, I love that Christmas album. This bitch is really becoming for real. Huh? I love it. Yeah, we're doing this, man. I <laughs> have <laughs> And see, like, this will come in like Razcast fashion now, too, because you have that. I remember the very first time I entered, I laugh about it now. I was so fucking excited the first time I interviewed Raz. I remember that question. I was like, oh, what would you, uh, what's the thing that you would say to a person in a dark place trying to see the light? And, like, you being Razcast, just get over it. Yeah, that's (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love it. Just just, just, hold on. But see, that's what I love about like your Raz, and like that's like a certain personality down now too that sticks out now too. So with you guys being JMO gay now too, like cause I won't ask you guys uh, most interesting. I, I won't ask you guys no generic ass questions near the end. But when you guys see the future for JMO gay now too, can you guys see like a JMO game greatest hits? Sounds good. <laughs> I don't. I don't picture. I'm doing all. I'm doing all every Demo Gang song acoustic. <laughs> <laughs> we well, the guitar. There it is. Not the acoustic. It uh, be like, no, man. I. I. I, I mean, we got We got We got to get to that point. But that's the. That's the whole plan. It's to to put put out enough quality material that there that there there's justification for a greatest hit. There's nothing worse than seeing a group put out a greatest hits and, and motherfucker had a you know three fucking albums of you know bullshit songs. So uh, we got yeah we got we got to get there. But uh, it's really growing growing the brand. It's not just about the the music. It's it's the whole it's the whole 360 of it. You know, like I just feel like we're three individual people that all have different stories, but we the, the album has a message. And like I feel like I, not that hip hop needs it, but hip hop could use it. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm gonna say hip hop can need it right now. There's a lot of fuck shit going on right now too. Like I sound like a dick if I say it, but you, you say it, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say I'll say it right now. We need this right now too. Like even like you guys have like and this is on album of the year dot org or dot com. I it's one of the two org or dot com. But you guys are number three on that. I know, dude, that's insane. Yeah. Crazy. Like that's that's what today, like even like uh not that this is like a huge deal, but like Double XL like uh, did like an article on new releases this week, and like it's JMO Gang is just splattered like there amongst like every other group name is something or young something, and then all of a sudden it's just JMO Gang. The only other recognizable person I saw was E40 actually had something, then but otherwise it was like 
Young Boy, Trip Z, you know, like whatever it is. Right. I was like, I'm like that 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 we're on this radar right now, man. Like it's 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 something that's like kind of hip to these these cats. So just fucking grateful. Oh, yeah. yeah, man. That that is a, a, a blessing. I think uh, content is king, and we gave them uh, like because I, I I stepped away from the album, and I didn't really hear it until uh, I heard it for the first time about two days ago, three days ago, something like that. Um, just a full listen all the way down, and uh, yeah, man, I just think. Uh, Arrangement wise, fifty seven just put its foot in it. Yeah. Um, it it I honestly, genuinely like looked up and because I rewind, I, I, I didn't listen all the way through. I rewound a couple of things like ah, that's kind of cool, whatever. <laughs> um, uh, but honestly, in general, like I, I I had a pleasant listening experience. Um, and by the time I looked up, it was over. And and that was dope to me. Like, I, I it, like he. It's it's not too short. It's just the right time of of, of of a good album, like a great experience. Like it's a great time capsule. It which mean like it was it, it, when it was over. I was like, yeah, I want to hear that again. Like, and and, and I'm not like a big like I'm not very keen on myself. I, I, I understand like me. I rap forever. Uh, they have some criticism, you know, whatever. Yeah. But this is really a nice, listenable album with a, with great content. Um, we could have just did, you know, I'm the best rapper all the way through the whole shit. But it's just a lot. It, there's subject matter. There's content. It, there's comedy. It's just a great listen to me. So, I, I mean, uh, kudos, honestly, just to, you know, God was on bongos and shit. It's all kind of <laughs> strange shit going on there. You know, <laughs> timing's perfect. We got a little snitch. This is really awesome. Man, yeah. I was telling the guys, too, uh, before you joined, like, I find myself coming back to this album, like, my favorite movie now, too, because, like, from front to back now, I just can't get enough, like, from the subject matter all the way to the skits. Like, the fucking skits have me dying at the end of Gunyan Canyon. <laughs> As you can hear, y'all laughing in the background, too, during when he's y'all doing those skits. Yeah, <laughs> you know my laugh too. Uh, but it's really like hit it and quit it. Like yo, that that song we literally wrote that song because we were on the road. We were watching a lot of opening acts go on stage for forty five minutes, and we're like, yo, why would you do that? Like I like even when I like if I was not known, relatively known, when I when I get on a stage and rock, I want to leave the people wanting more. Like like, oh, like yeah. and the, and the album is is the same thing. What Raz says like. It's dope, it's full, but it also leaves you wanting more. Like, you never want to, like, waste your time and put filler in there. Because just like those rappers that go on stage and do a two-hour set, the crowd's like, yo, man, you were so dope for 15 minutes, but I don't even know you, and I'm sick of you. So, like, A, that's the reason we wrote that record. And B, it's kind of like how our album is kind of shaped. Like, yeah, we hit it and quit it. <laughs> yeah. Like, even, like, right down to the outro now, too, that was May 2017. Like, you guys just knew, like, that's the end, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. And Raz finishes it. Smooth your feel the spirit to light us up. Moment of silence. I literally, I want to be like, this is your shit, but, like, whatever. <laughs> MSG, baby. Yeah, man. Imagine Amen. if we could perform.
perform live shows. It'd be pretty fucking dope. Uh, awesome. I'd be happy. Yeah. Man, so don't throw out too much weed now, too. I understand like some of you guys may not smoke. That was an interesting night in general because not only was were we throwing, we had to cross the border, so we're throwing out all our weed, but also. Uh, <laughs> Uh, another dude that was on the road with us uh, got got to a all out smack oh, yeah. the shit out of another guy by the merch table. So we're we're performing on stage, and I I hear whack, and then all of a sudden like Raz goes over to see what's going on, but it was his time. It, it was time for a Raz song, and I'm I'm like Raz, why don't you do that song everyone loves? And I like went down to see what's going on and how to like break up help break up the fight and like it, it, it was Vancouver was fun. <laughs> yeah, man, Van City. That's the snack the Ripper. Yeah, it sounds good. Bro, I, I spent like a month in Squamish last year. Don't don't ask why. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I was like, man, like my only my only other relationship with this whole area is like my epic night in in Vancouver. And you know, <laughs> I'm up there drinking coffee and fucking hiking mountains. <laughs> yeah, that's real Canadian. I ain't gonna lie, yeah, we got the coffee yeah, there too. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. I love it. I, I, I'm telling you, if I, if I could live anywhere else, it would be over there. Okay. Now I, tell, I tell everybody that. <laughs> that city is dope. That's if, I, if, I, if, I, if I moved anywhere else, it would be there. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I kind of like Quebec and T.Tudor, man. Calgary, baby. Bullshit. Yo, <laughs> Vancouver. Oh, BC, man. It's 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 it's, it's Everyone gives a fuck about the environment. They're they're really on their game, but they but they they play hard, but they also work hard. So everyone is having beers that, that, like that night. Chances are they also just like ran 20, 29 miles like the the same day. Or like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like. Now um, I end off the interview with something. No, no, an emotional ass question. It's gonna be something like out the blue now too, because one of my favorite franchises got fucking ruined. Um, What's your favorite Star Wars saga, Jones? What's that? What's your favorite Star Wars saga? Like the episode one to three, six to seven, or seven to nine? Uh, I've never seen Star Wars. What? <laughs> whoa! 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 You've never wow, seen you are a strange guy. Yo, but I've seen Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. You know what? That counts. Yeah, I'll give you credit. Space Bowl. Heavy references. <laughs> but god damn, J57, what the hell? Go watch 789. I'm going to give you a real unpopular opinion about this, but, but, and this is just, I'm just going with my heart. I like episodes one through three. I think that, okay. I think that Jar Jar Binks is a complete, like, I, a complete, it's so left field, but, but him aside, the story and like the way they put it together, I really liked it. I think if you really went back and, and you know, the Star uh, Wars Empire, Empire is one of the best movies ever made. I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna front on that. But, but now when I look back at it now, like if I, if I don't look at it from like um, sentimental eyes, like a lot of it's kind of hokey. And, and then, and then the last, the last three, like I, they were good, but I kind of fell asleep. So I don't know. That's it. I, I, I'm gonna go with Gaunt, and I'll expand on that. Uh, I agree with everything you just said, but. Uh, in retrospect, if you watch those more, like if you watch them again, one through three, just watching Anakin turn, like when he went and killed the Sand People, I can't.
children, the women and the children, not just the men, right. but the women. And the men. I sampled that shit. It was powerful. That shit was ill. Yeah. So that, and then at the end, the Revenge of the Sith, like, yeah. like uh, you know, just like, Anakin, I have the high ground. Don't do it. But it, it's his hubris. He's, his ego is like, I'm that guy. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. I'll dust you. And he, it, it, <laughs> he does. Like, Anakin, Anakin almost completely wins. And, you know, um, uh, I, I, and Filoni, uh, kind of, he kind of explains some things. Like, there's a part of the music that, what's his name, scored underneath when, when they were, uh, when they were fighting, uh, I forgot, Dark Ball. Yeah. Anakin and, and oh, Kenobi. First of all, Dark. Oh, Corrigan. Uh, yeah, Corrigan and Obi Wan. Yeah, Corrigan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. That's okay. It's called uh, uh, Duel of the Fates. That's what they named it. And literally, Corrigan was fighting for the fate of Anakin, and when he lost, that's how Anakin was fated to become, because that was the father figure he needed. Filoni has been with, you know, uh, from you know, from the onset on those movies with with us. Uh, uh, what's called Spielberg, uh, um, Lucas, Lucas. I mean, and uh, that was kind of ill to realize that literally that much thought was going into, you know, telling this family story. It's yeah. really about a story about family redemption, family loss. It's an ill story. Yeah, one, one to three. Anyway, that, that's my point. Wow. <laughs> he's the most he's the most knowledgeable guy out of us. By the way, if you're going to talk about Star Wars, by, by leaps and bounds. <laughs> I'm a bit of a nerd. Like it's it's all the way down here. Uh, <laughs> I'm like here, and then Razgaz is like there. <laughs> <laughs> like even now, talk about weekend at Bernie's. I know it. <laughs> what did do? Yeah. Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want my, my, my reason as to why Gremlins 2 is a cinematic masterpiece? <laughs> um, please, no, I'm interested now. They broke, they broke the fourth wall before anyone broke the fourth wall. When, when Hulk Hogan, when they stopped the movie and Hulk Hogan gets up from the movie theater and, and watch the movie, like, it, it's deep, man. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to pull a J57. I had never seen Gremlins. Yo! Watch part two. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking it's so ridiculous that you're gonna be like, "Wow, I I need to watch this again." <laughs> I just think of them as zombified Furbies. I fucking hate those Furby motherfuckers. Oh, they're free. They're free Furby man. Yo, they they spawned all those other crazy. Uh, you know the munchies, the ghoulies, the you know like all those. There was all the cr critters. Everything was it was all gremlins. Um, so if that, we're getting a little bit off topic, but hey, that's why I love these guys. Right here. <laughs> um, so without further introduction, this is JMO Game. Is there anything that you all want to plug in, gents, before I let you go, go? Man, what do we got? We got some videos coming up, and just be on the lookout for those. We got a lot of visuals for this album right now, so uh, you know, there's 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 two in the two in the chamber immediately, and there's going to be a third one too. So just get ready. Yeah, you know, I just want to encourage people to, you know, give give it a listen, share it, um, you know, but give it a listen, man. I, I think it's a, it's a it's a great listen, and uh, uh, I appreciate the people that have given it a listen already. I really do. If you sync um, uh, after the the third lion roars before Gremlins two, if you start playing the Jamo Gang album, 
right at that moment, the whole movie syncs with the album. So, uh, and, 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 and we are and we are the unofficial soundtrack to uh, the Tiger King. <laughs> yeah, we were walking lions before that dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. <laughs> Get that paper. Yeah. Anything paper. as for you, 57? You want to plug in before I let you guys go? Um, yeah, just listen to Walking with Lions. Uh, shouts to Joe Exotic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think me and the boys said it best. You know, check out the album. Me and the boys. And with that being said, everyone, I hope you all enjoyed this interesting and went a hell of a conversation with my favorite supergroups in Slaughterhouse, JMO Gang. Thank you. Seriously. Appreciate it. So glorious. Motivation at its finest. I the J57. Let go. Driver, I'm driven to suicide and committing I'm do a diet, it's written I knew it's hard to vision The truest I get is risen By truest crisis permission Screwing this light and ignition Cause I can't go back Like fighting the expedition When life is the expedition I'm the motherfucking man Ain't playing an exposition Exclamation point exposition Best you listen Empathetic human with a hustler's ambition Many cooks in the damn kitchen Red Ant's diary but Ant's missing The transition I gave it my all and hope the fans listen The fans wishing gold medal from the winter stand, glisten. Fandango, probably watch my movie from my halo. Catch me if you can, like Carmen San Diego. Flow unbreakable, my faith unshakable. Only direction is forward, cause that's the only way I know. I wanna keep the light, keep the lighters on. Do with your eulogy. I wanna keep on, keep on, keep the lighters on.